socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. Spurs, girls, and novelty socks. It's me, Marty. Gentlemen. <laughs> No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear this. G- gentlemen, I'd love to hear this. Gent, gent, gent. Interesting. Um, <laughs> are we vaccinated yet for this episode? Ooh. Oh my god, are we getting together? Wait, Marty, when are you? Uh, are we? Is this our last? Potentially, the next step we record. Are we going to be in person? Um, possibly. I have. I have one shot. At this point, I think I've only got. At this point of this podcast coming out, I think I've still only got one shot, I think. All right, never mind. Not happening. <laughs> Ever. I mean, it'd be better if we could. Well, but... yeah, we got to pass two things. We all have to be vaccinated, and we all have to be invited into Scott's house. So <laughs> the vaccination part's easy. The Scott's house invitation. Let's just say it's an exclusive domain. Yeah. The penthouse suite. You got to know somebody who knows somebody. Eh? <laughs> you can't just walk in here. Scott, it's me. It's your co-host, Kelly. It's me, Scott. Let me yeah, in. I don't know no Kelly. <laughs> who? <laughs> I'm the bouncer. <laughs> you know, I have that... that I do the romantic comedy thing at the end. Mm, rings a bell. Oh, yeah, you didn't take my suggestion to do you, me, and Dupree. <laughs> oh, this week. Oh, shit. This week you should. Oh. This week you should. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I remember. We'll see. It's 40 minutes away. <laughs> this is my new YouTube challenge. <laughs> remember? Say you, me, and Dupree in 40 remember, minutes. I bet you can't do remember it. Remember one movie title for 40 <laughs> We'll see. Kelly, if you I can't, if you can't, your brain, you I might actually need to go to the hospital. <laughs> you might I don't actually, think I can. That sounds really fucking difficult. Oh my God. We'll find out. We, we shouldn't uh, dwell on it too much. Okay, I'll be in the corner. You guys do the show. And you, you know what, Dupree. listener? Why don't you, you accept Dupree. the challenge as well? You mean Dupree. <laughs> <laughs> the you mean Dupree challenge here in Spooks Goes and Novelty Songs. All right. All right. You, you, nobody say it again. Nobody say okay, it again. Nobody say it. Let's, let's, let's get into it because you know what? I think we got a big movie to talk about sort of like a whale of a movie you might say welcome to spoofs gifts and novelty songs it's where dreamworks come true it's our new tagline where dreams make work yeah where dreams <laughs> turn into work for us that's right it's april fool's month and this week we're reviewing shark tale a 2004 american com- computer animated comedy film Hey, April fools you have to listen to us talk about this movie <laughs> this is america this is a they made this in the U.S. This is an American film, yes. What part of the U.S. did they make it in where they got all those crazy colors? Underwater, baby, Weird, baby. Lake Michigan. That's what the ocean looks like. <laughs> this film is about a fish who falsely claims to have killed the son of a shark mob boss. Those characters are played by Will Smith and Robert De Niro, who, alongside Renee Zellweger, Jack Black, Angelina Jolie, Martin Scorsese, Zicky Marley, Michael Imperioli, Peter Falk, and Katie Couric, round out a truly massive cast. This film was a hit, despite being completely panned by critics and generating controversy for its portrayal of Italian-Americans and for (laughs) for alleged homosexual propaganda. Uh, This film was nominated for Best Animated Feature, but lost to The Incredibles. Yes, uh, 
conservatives. You're gonna have to walk me through that. Conservatives. One. No, 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 no. We'll just wait. I want, we'll come back. To <clears throat> it. Yeah, we'll come back to it. But conservatives claimed it was it was promoting the homosexual agenda. Uh, this movie was produced at the same time as Finding Nemo, with Jesse Jeffrey Katzenberg Weird. once again defending DreamWorks, saying any similarities are mere coincidence. But they that they had been in open communication with Pixar, so they wouldn't make too similar of a movie. Uh, they still ended up doing that, though. Uh, I think the same pitch guy. I think the same pitch guy went to both studios, and on the whiteboard he had written "bug movie," <laughs> and he just went from one meeting to the next where he crossed out "bug movie" and wrote "fish." And he also opened up his clamshell Mac, and he was like, "Look at this screensaver," and it was the ocean. <laughs> There's a pretty good article on scriptmag.com that goes into the writing process of the film with the writer-director, Rob Letterman, one of the writer-directors, because there's like four writers and three directors in this film. Rob Letterman was one of those people. He wrote this uh, article. Basically, he was brought in to rewrite the original script, and he goes through, beat by beat, the process of writing the entire movie. If you're a fan of this flick, check out this article. I'm not going to go through the whole details, because it's long. Uh, arguably, this movie is the entire reason we're doing DreamWorks Month. I think we were all down to do this one the most. And then we were like, okay, we'll do another Shrek movie. Okay, fine, fuck it. We'll just do all DreamWorks movies. This movie is supposedly a spoof of The Godfather, Jaws, and the 70s comedy Car Wash. And I would argue it probably parodies Car Wash more than the other two. And I've... You know what I think it's a parody of? Uh-huh. Fish? Marine life. <laughs> I don't even have to ask you. Gentlemen, what did you think of Shark Tale? You don't have to ask us, but you're gonna. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to ask you questions, but I love to hear your answers. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you just can't resist, can you? Uh, Kelly, do you want to go first? I don't have a lot to say about this movie. It's got fish. It's it's kind of a spoof of Planet Earth when you really think about it. <laughs> or sorry, no, 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 Blue Planet more than Planet Earth. Uh, if you really think about it, though. I don't know if you want to watch this movie and really think about it. That's kind of like oil and water type situation. Um, You probably just don't want to watch this movie at all. And who could blame you? That's my take. Cut, cut, print. Done. Yeah, I'll just say when I was talking in in ants about this phenomena of like where in like these animated kids movies, especially in like the oddies, um, or maybe it started in the '90s, but I definitely remember like when I was you know growing up as a kid. Oh, my poor, poor parents taking me to movies like this. And, you know, like I said, they throw in a couple jokes for the kids. And what was weird about Ants was that it felt like it was like all jokes for the kids. Um, or sorry, it was sorry. All jokes um, for the adults, yeah. Thank you. All jokes for the parents. Um, and I felt kind of the same way about this movie. And just like having seen it as like, I don't know, like a fucking like sixth grader or whatever. Um, and then like seeing it as an adult, I think I was like utterly nonplussed both times. Um, and, but just like, I got like what they were going for more with the, with all this, all these references and shit. And, um, it sucks. Like, (laughs) I don't know. Wow. It's just, uh, a lot of, it's. Well, it kind of like what Kelly was saying with like, if it actually was like a spoof of like, blue planet or whatever like an attenborough like doc that would actually like rock but i feel like they actually barely interfaced with the yes 
material they were spoofing. Like, I think that definitely if this is a spoof of anything, it's a spoof of like fish and stuff, but they like barely touched that outside of like making like puns. And I think like a lot of it was kind of the same as ants or like the same as Shrek where like they take these like genres or like themes that you know really well. And then we're like, what if it was just like normal everyday life? Um, we're like finding Nemo actually, I think is like kind of closer to like, um, they're they're using like the Attenborough material, like they're they're kind of like assuming more good faith in their audience, and like assuming that their audience like knows a little bit more about like fish or like has spent time like watching fish or something like that. It just seems like a little bit more like observant of its source material, and this just seems like writer's room. We're just gonna get all these jokes out. Like there's there's another like uh, what if a big city but it's fish yeah. big city montage but fish and that's like the first like five minutes of this movie this yeah. was really similar to ants in a lot of ways like that yes yeah and the last thing i'll say is just like as uh jack black uh apologist oh my you can like barely tell it's him in this movie like a because he's like doing kind of a weird voice but also it's just such a flat performance it's just such a like and honestly like out of everybody like will smith is part could have been played by anybody else they just like i'm sure they like they probably just like didn't give that character like a a face until they like voiced the part and they're like okay now we can make it look like will smith but like it could have been anybody um and yeah everybody's performance is just like obviously they're just collecting a fucking uh paycheck i'm sure these movies pay out really well and you just gotta like come into the studio for like a day and a half and bada boom bada bing as a movie i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah uh i like this movie (laughs) so i just disagree with a lot of what you just said so (laughs) let's get ready to rumble Mm -hmm. Um, all right convince me voiceover stuff i so we talked about this with ants that we thought like dreamworks in general had this problem of casting too big of names i actually completely do a 180 here because i thought the performances in general were really strong in this movie i thought will smith was good i think renee zellweger is really great in this movie i'm uh, sorry did you think fucking scorsese was like a good actor i in genuinely this? liked scorsese in this movie and he's like oh the third God. lead i was shocked at how much he's in this movie i thought he was just like he's cameo. in this movie a lot he's in this movie more than de niro is de niro's really bad in this movie by the way but he's in this movie more than mm-hmm. de niro mm-hmm. de niro's the one that sticks out i i think like de niro and jolie specifically where i was just like I kind of don't even care about that. I mean, that's Jolie could have been anybody again. Yes. They could have saved so much money and hired like better, Nobody's. more obscure voice. Yeah. yeah. Nobody. You could Thank cast you. just Will Smith. I, I was going to say talented, hardworking, <laughs> lesser known voice actor. Yeah. AKA nobody. I just mean like Clearly you learned nothing from this movie, Marty. <laughs> I just mean like you could have cast just Will Smith and then given an opportunity to people who did weren't famous so they could get a big credit. Right. But I don't know. I in general thought this movie was much more clever than, uh ants was but i do think it was doing pretty much the same thing which which made its ceiling really low but this is where i'm a little more forgiving of this movie i thought this movie was more aimed at kids so i was like ah like i i kind of buy that this is like it's not because i think the big thing with why it got critically so panned is that this movie was marketed like pretty much like it was going to be a mob spoof movie and that's like barely anything in the movie like there's some reviews that somehow were like this movie's not very good but the mob parody parts are great and it's like there's like no mob jokes in this movie besides just like 
De Niro's character is a mobster. That's like the only, what's the spoof? It's just that he's a shark? Like, that's not even a parody. That's just, what if he's a mobster, but he's a shark? Like, that's just nothing. And I think in general, like, this movie wasn't trying to do too much parody stuff, and it was more just aimed at, like, let's just do, like, cultural conscious kind of, like, kids kind of are somewhat aware of, like, bad guys, and those are usually, like, mobsters or gangsters, so, like, they'll just talk like that, kind of. And in general, I thought that stuff was, like, fine, but I liked the movie. Like, I liked the characters were really good in this movie. <laughs> I feel really stupid after what you said. Because <laughs> now I feel like a rube being like, I actually liked Will Smith's arc in this movie, um, and I like Jack Black's character. Um, <laughs> I didn't think... That I, I um, Like, of all the elements, I thought the writing had, was... Like, overall, yeah, I do think that the, like, arc, I think that this is, like, a fine... I also think this is, like, kind of, like, it's almost like an Aesop fable or something that we've, like, seen a bunch of times. But I had no problem with them using that, like, structure to, you know, fit this thing on top of... Yeah, I thought it worked. It just seems like a fucking cash grab to me, Yeah, yes, and it was. It was. It was a notorious, like, they were just trying super hard to get all these people in to get... And it made a lot of money, and they all probably took huge back-end deals. Like, I'm assuming they all got huge payouts, like... Like, why the fuck is Scorsese in this movie? Scorsese in the movie because, like, they were like, oh, we'll do a mob parody. And he's like, okay, I'm the mob director, whatever. But then it's just like he gets, like, you know, a million bucks out of this movie or whatever. Pretty much. (sighs) You know what they did? They made his... Sorry, Kelly, go ahead. I think Scott's critique is right and Marty's is wrong. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) I just thought the movie was charming. (laughs) I really didn't. I mean, I don't know. I think it's like, it sucks. It's funny because Pixar, Pixar is just going to overshadow DreamWorks films like yes. forever, almost until the end of the time. They're a little bit more even now than they were back when this came out. But like, you think about the actual journey that happens in Finding Nemo and some of the clever stuff that they do. Like, I remember the them getting out of the fish tank, but they're still in the bags. And they get to the ocean, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Now what?" Like, there's just a lot more clever moments. And then in Shark Tale, it's just like, like Scott said, "Hey, what if it's fish, but they're like humans?" You know? And it's like so, like, yeah, that's great. But then what? Like, what are you doing? Like, right now? Like, what are you gonna do to elevate that? And they just don't elevate it that much. And I guess like Marty's argument is that the characters do, but I think they're all pretty flat in this movie. Like, it did feel like a cash grab. Luckily, it worked. They made money, I guess. I guess, luckily. I don't know. It just seemed like such a boring and forgettable movie. Like, the honestly, the only reason I remember this movie is because of Finding Nemo. Because of how silly it is that they, like, came out at the same time. And it was like, what is... It's, it's like a straight-to-DVD film that goes to theaters because it's by a big mm-hmm. production company uh, and it has big stars. Asylum does those. like They're, they're called, like, uh, they'll do, like, a Transformers one that's called, like, yeah. Transmorphers. Morph, morph Transers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like, stuff like that. Yeah, that's, like, how it feels. Another thing on the fucking Pixar versus DreamWorks tip is that if you look at Ants and fucking Bugs Life and then this movie, Finding Nemo, um, DreamWorks always tries to make their fucking characters, like, too human-looking. Yes, that is disturbing like, in this movie. The fact that Angelina Jolie's character has hair. <laughs> hate that. Hate that. You look at the... In Finding Dory, they... I mean, this is a much more recent film. But there's that, like... There's a tweet circulating today that was like... They gave this fish a receding hairline. And it was just like the way that the type of fish Dory is. Their pain Oh, line. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
like the black was further back on its head and it's like yeah that's clever as so fuck. much more creative Whereas yeah Pixar yeah. is just like we'll give this shark a big human yeah. nose like, or, or literally like fucking scorsese has like his eyebrows on the he sides has of his, his head. eyebrows yeah. he has the scorsese's <laughs> eyebrows they just don't yeah. they don't have a way of like yeah. humanizing these things without giving them human features now, and it's like uncanny valley a little God. bit what if it was scorsese himself in like a like 1800 <laughs> scuba suit i would love that that'd be great I would I love that he's like I'm that'd be like here. david hasselhoff in the spongebob oh, movie yeah that's fucking great. I'm looking yeah. through my notes to try to find like a counter argument, and all of my notes are like criticisms. They're all negative. They're all <laughs> negative. I'm like, but you like it? I was it, enjoying Marty? it. I was enjoying this movie, but all my notes are like, ah, here's a problem. Uh, this doesn't really make sense. Well, I mean, there's a difference between there's a difference between enjoying it and like you know critically arguing that it's good or like you could yeah, have just been in a true. good mood that day and having fun watching a movie and yeah, like me when uh, i watched Shrek piece of shit for that <laughs> <laughs> well i watched it six hours ago and i was in a good mood <laughs> um, <laughs> there's some good jokes there's there's uh the octopus character when they finally reveal that jack black's character is dressed up like a dolphin he's like hey that's lenny he was wearing a disguise he like literally yeah, says I that. Hated that i love that i like that i also also liked and i know you guys are gonna hate this too i like the sharks saying dunna, dunna, as they're like approaching anything in the movie they make the jaws theme song noise i didn't even like notice it that's but i as a bit sure that's kind of <laughs> one you just like I'll you know they're gonna slide. do yeah they did that and they did the uh sleep with the fishes so, joke line hold on a second uh-huh. though does that mean that they've like seen like it's from steven spielberg's 1971 <laughs> hit film joys there were so many because and the other thing that I, just, I would say with dreamworks movies when they make references when they make pop culture references it's always like okay the only way you can make this pop culture reference is if you've seen the movie. It's not like these are like references that are like just general lexicon things where it's like whatever. Yeah, because we all know fish know the general lexicon, but they wouldn't know specifics. I mean, like knowing like he sleeps with the fishes. That one I can buy. But then like, yeah, Will Smith will like reference like some movie and he'll like call out the movie's name or something in this movie. And it's like, yeah. And he's like reading the IMDb <laughs> yeah. page from his phone. <laughs> Oh yeah, I don't have like a counter argument. Yeah. I like the characters. That guess is what I liked, but I do think it's like sound like honestly like the overarching structure of this movie perfectly sound. Like this is like a good. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike Shrek Two, there's like a very like plottable beginning, middle, and end. Can't argue with that. <laughs> it's definitely a movie for sure. <laughs> I think my expectations are so low that I'm just like, if there's a movie worth like yeah. a normal story in it, I'm just like, oh, thank God. Like something I can watch that doesn't make me want to hate myself. I watched like the first like hour of A Bug's Life this week just to, oh. just for shits and gigs. And like, yeah, oh, my God. It's like <laughs> worlds apart. Maybe I'll watch Finding Nemo again. Just the first hour of Finding yeah. Nemo, though. You can't watch yeah. anymore. Don't then I'll fall asleep it. again. We mentioned the uh, homosexual agenda stuff at the beginning. They were specifically because the, oh yeah, because they accept Jack Black at the end of the movie because Jack Black's character the the it's a metaphor for coming out right like that's the whole thing with that. Oh, <laughs> I had a punch oh. up, man. <laughs> I had a punch up. Fuck conservatives. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like holy shit. My punch up for that scene is when he's like, "I'm a vegetarian and sometimes I like to dress like a dolphin." And also, I'm gay. He should have said that at the end of it, too. Oh, that would have rocked. He should have just thrown that it in. That would have Because, like, you're doing yeah, it anyway. That would, 2004 was not ready no, for it. No, no, no. 
There's yeah. there's another kids movie that like does that. I swear to God. Mm. There's a lot oh, of kids not a lot of stuff that's been like gay shark pushing the gay pushing yeah, the oh, yeah, gay sorry. agenda. <laughs> there's another gay shark kids movie. Yeah, that's what there's I'm saying. There's so many. baby shark. All oh, those man. sharks are gay as hell. Mama and these kids are just clapping along. Mommy shark, unaware of other mommy how- shark. <laughs> <laughs> Other mommy shark do do do. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, kids, kids are gay now. It's fine, guys. Yeah. This movie is fucking sinful as a spoof. Shark Tale. Yeah, actually, I just uh, um, if you ask anybody what was like the first thing that like kind of tuned them in that their sexuality might be a little bit different. It was probably that uh, 2005 DreamWorks classic, A Shark Tale. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. That's when I knew I wasn't gay. <laughs> Couldn't take my eyes off Angelina Jolie. Yeah. And you keep seeing fucking Lenny, Lenny the shark at uh, like pride parades and stuff. The Shape of Water. <laughs> You're like... I gotta fuck a fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess that it... Well, yeah. I don't know what that is. But yeah, I guess that... That is that. Androgyny, I don't know if that's yeah. an LGB... Maybe it is, though. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, mine was broke back. As a spoof, 5 out of 10. <laughs> it, it, it isn't really... Uh, the amount of parody in this movie is really just like Scott said. It's just fish are humans and the sharks are, mo- are mobsters. I thought they had more fun with it than what Scott is saying, but I don't really have a good defense. <laughs> I guess it's a lot of the jokes in this movie you could just pick up and put in any other movie. And Right, and it could be yes. any animal and it'd be fine, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, there's not really a take here. They don't really do a lot of mob As a jokes. matter of fact, they, they did that. They took all the jokes in this movie, they picked them up, and they moved them to Madagascar a couple years later. Oh, shit. <laughs> I think the people making this movie were just trying to make it for kids. That's that's how I look at it. I don't think they were really trying to, like, let's do a take on I think that's just Okay, kids. so then why were they like, kids fucking love The Godfather Part 1, The Godfather Part 2, Goodfellas? Because they don't do that in this movie, though. I would say, like, they just kind of make fun of, like, mob movies, but they don't really, like, they don't really, like, make a specific parody of any of that stuff. This is just, like, they're just general bad guy gangsters, right? Like, I, I think I think that's I think that's not what the movie's trying to do at all. Like, I think that's an unfair thing to put on the movie when it's clearly like it was the marketing, though. You could you can blame oh, the marketing. I'm sorry. But... <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> as a movie, as a movie, seven out of ten, because I wrote seven out of ten. I don't think I can defend this anymore, but I I like that it was a genuine movie. It wasn't as snarky as the sh- other Shrek stuff that we uh, have seen and will see in the future. This movie is a kids movie out of 10. I am starting to feel guilty about ripping apart kids movies. I don't know, third act. But but also there are good kids movies that I do like very much. So I'll talk about those some other time. Not on this show. As a spoof. I don't know. Six, 6 out of 10. They really showed they really put fish in their place. Uh, Scott. Hey, as a movie, uh, one point eight out of ten. Wow. Uh, not good for all the reasons I said earlier. And as a spoof, six point three out of ten. It's pretty spoofy, but it's a lot. Again, a lot of it's just very lazy, like fish plus 
the stuff that happens to me when I go to work <laughs> equals this joke. Hey, Scott, guys, do you have a novelty song? I sure as hell do. Oh, I put it off. I put it off for so long. I really tried to avoid it because I knew it'd be so bad for me. But I'm playing Fallout 4 only five years after this game came out. But um, this was, Fallout 3 was a game that I beat not once, but twice. And that's... Uh, I. Uh, it, t- it takes a long time. And uh, uh, this is a, a video game, post-apocalyptic. I don't really, I won't go too far into it if you don't uh, know about it, but it's a, a video game that's famous for its soundtrack because uh, it's this post-nuclear apocalypse wasteland um, where, you know, much of, like, society and civilization has been destroyed and there there's, like, one or two radio stations left. One of them plays classical music and the other one plays these like weirdo songs from the 40s and 50s a few of which may be considered novelty songs if i may yeah before we have a listen have you guys played any of the fallout games nope, nope. <laughs> oh, okay oh good very cool well okay then um marty do you have a uh no just kidding let's listen let's listen to one now and and see what you guys think so this is a real uh, all the music they put in the game it's all you know like real music from real life there's you know like ella fitzgerald and like billy holiday um and you know there's also some more obscure fare and so this one uh, uh, was introduced, yeah, in this new Fallout 4 uh, game, and it's called Crawl Out Through the Fallout, and it's uh, sung by a gentleman named Sheldon Allman, and it was released in 1960, so, you know, it's one of those 60s novelty number one, songs. Number one, at the box, number one at the charts. Number one. It might be. I Actually, I don't have any chart data before me, Damn. but yeah, it's probably, probably number one with a fucking bullet. So Sheldon Allman uh, was born in Chicago, uh, you know, way back in the day, sang with the Royal National Guard of Canada during World War II, after which he attended the Los Angeles Conservatory of Music, and uh, he was in a bunch of movies throughout the 50s and 60s. Uh, he was the singing voice for Mr. Ed on TV, that famous horse. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he wrote a bunch of TV theme songs as well. So he's like a musician, composer guy. Uh, In 1960, Allman releases uh, folk songs for the 21st century, an album of novelty songs all revolving around science fiction themes. The tongue-in-cheek material which Allman wrote and arranged himself included titles such as Crawl Out Through the Fallout, Radioactive Mama, uh, and, bu, 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 bu. oh, in addition, Allman wrote two comedy horror themed stage musicals with Bobby Pickett, composer of the novelty hit song Monster Mash. My boy. The, the, the musicals were I'm Sorry, The Bridge is Out, You'll Have to Spend the Night, <laughs> and its sequel, <laughs> Frankenstein Unbound. Oh my god. Uh, what, 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 yeah, what, what, and the former of which was made into the, so that would be this, I'm Sorry, The Bridge is Out, You'll Have to Spend the Night, was made into a, a 1999 film called Monster Mash, so... Oh, uh, maybe we should watch which that. Which is on the list. It has been on our list for next year's Halloween month, I think, actually. Fuck. Yes. Yeah. yeah so, so let's listen to this tune. It's on the Fallout 4 soundtrack, and it's also written by the guy who wrote this uh, uh, kooky musical that we're going to watch later on. So let's 
fucking, with no further ado, have a listen. Crawl out through the fallout, cause they said this bomb was clean. If you cannot find the way, just listen for my song. Uh, Fallout's great. I haven't played it. I'm sure it's fine. Same. 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 Hey, can I tell you guys something? It's a lot of fun, and it's also just like the kind. Of, there's so much stuff to do, and there's so much like tedium to get into that you can sit there for hours and hours, and you'll start playing, and all of a sudden, seven hundred hours went by. Oh no! That sounds terrible. Oh no! Oh, my job! I forgot to call in sick for oh, no. fifty days. My wife, she's dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! My cats, they still love me. Yeah, my wife is a Furby. Um. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, did you know that I'm building a, a nuclear fallout shelter? Uh, yeah, you've you're not supposed it. to tell anybody else. That's just for us to know. No, I think it's good to let. People well, know. actually, I didn't want you guys to know because there's only room for uh, two two people in it. Oh, no. So it's a little bit awkward. Oh, fuck. Um. Anyways, and did I tell you that I put I made three. Um, uh, automaton android guards <laughs> to to stay. There's three chambers outside of my fallout shelter that um, that that guard it and keep anybody out. And they they I also I modeled them. I used uh, celebrity um, footage to create their personalities. So they're they're all modeled after difference. Did I talk about this yes, at all? You've told us this many times. We get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it took months and months, uh, and it's kind of been my number one hobby for the past little... It's been my quarantine project. Um, yeah, well, anyways, that's been fun to me. Ooh, what the fuck is that? Do you hear those sirens blaring? Uh-oh. Oh, oh no! Uh, I Actually, I gotta go. Oh. And I run away. You see me fly down the hall, and in, in down through through the, this iron door, and I flee away down the chamber. Uh, you have to get to Scotty's bunker before the bombs hit. Oh. Oh, and guess what else? But in, in front of me, I have a twenty-sided die that will determine uh, whether uh, your your actions and attempts succeed to to oh, thank God we're get past we're these. Finally, a D and D podcast. I want to roll. Well, maybe I don't know. Should we do the dice or not? Yes. Maybe we no. Just, I want to do the yeah, dice. Do the, okay. I want to do the All dice. Right. All right. I just want to roll. Can I roll for myself? Sure, but don't lie. <laughs> I wouldn't lie. That's not fun. <clears throat> One of us has dice and doesn't lie. One of us doesn't have dice and does lie. <laughs> All right. So you run into the first chamber. It's just like an empty, like sort of like almost like an office space. You know, it's got like a drop ceiling and like a thinly carpeted floor. And then there's just a, a like an iron folding chair and in, in, in the center of the otherwise empty room. And sitting in the, the iron folding chair, you see a man wearing uh, little pointed boots with a buckle, some bell-bottomed trousers, uh, a sort of a little like foppish waistcoat with a big ruffly handkerchief chiff out the front of his chest he's got sort of scraggly craggly teeth and powers. and mr power thick and hello baby oh, uh, i'd like to go we'd like to go to the next room please it's me the first android baby oh yeah wow why are you laughing you shall not pass this chamber baby Ooh. <laughs> do i make you randy 
Oh, you might, baby. Okay, make me a make me a charisma roll, Marty. Here, I'm gonna you roll, roll for, it for you. He said, "Do I make you, Randy?" All right. He, uh, he says, "Ooh, I think you are, baby. Maybe I should let you through." <laughs> I uh, I reach. I I pat him on the back. Mm, he he said he's uh he 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 feels your your back pat and then he like turns around and sort of like scampers like backwards like rubbing his his chest and he's like uh <laughs> and he says don't play coy with me baby you know what you have to do to pass oh yeah i mean i'll keep monopolizing the turn if you got nothing to say kelly but i feel like i'm, I'm... i got my own plan i'm just seeing how this goes okay 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 i um oh uh, Mr. Powers, is, is there something I can get you? Is there something you want? <laughs> he says, uh, um, he says, that's not f- for me to answer, Shagadelic. <laughs> okay, okay, Mr. Powers, I happen to be um, well-versed in dentistry. I can help you fix your teeth. He, uh, he goes into a nutshell, quite frankly. <laughs> he doesn't seem to like that. Oh my God. <laughs> I, um... I pull out a condom and I say, I guess I, <laughs> he, start, he starts shaking his head. <laughs> I, 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 I eat the condom. I'm like, Oh, I was hungry. Sorry. Um, oh let's see. You're going to make a charisma roll. Oh my God. He loves that. He starts, uh, he, he pulls out a condom and like eats it too. Like kind of like, uh, uh, trying to be like sexy about oh, it. Yeah. And then he says, you've done it, baby. You've made me randy. You've made me horny. And the door bursts open. And then he like starts like sparking out of his neck and eyes. <laughs> Wait, why does, right, Ke- why does Kelly get to go with me though? Hey, Cause you're on a fucking team. Oh, we are shit. on a team. Okay. Okay. We are on a team. Okay. I was just seeing how it was going to go. I had my own plan that might have thrown you under the bus. I didn't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, you walk into the next chamber. This one is much more dimly lit and has like some like file cabinets and, and stuff and like shelves. And it's a little bit more like maze like and labyrinthine. And as you're looking for the door, you hear uh, uh, some like skittering on, on like the shelves above you. And then you hear like a like eek, eek, squeak, squeak. Uh, uh, and, and then, uh, right in front of the door, as you finally find it, you see, uh, a guy in a trench coat, he seems, and he, he seems to be a Belgian man, and he's, Hercule Poirot? <laughs> holding, he's holding a, a hammer in his head, he looks a little bit younger, oh, and he's, he's in black and white, for some reason. Is it, uh, and then all of a sudden, vampire? next to him, and all of a sudden, well, as, as oh, you're wondering it's the lurch. that. <laughs> no, he's normal height. All of a sudden, uh, as, as you're wondering if he's a vampire, the uh, the uh, a bat flies down from the ceiling and poof, poof turns into a human form, and it looks to be an an elderly man with sort of longish features and white hair uh, in in a Dracula are you, costume. Are you Dracula and Doctor Frankenstein? It's Leslie Nielsen as Dracula yeah. and the killer from Man's Bites Dog. And just as you, <laughs> I forgot he's I forgot that movie's from Belgium. And and just as you make this realization, they lurch forward to attack you. Oh my you. god. What do you uh, do? Uh I say, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. What's going on here? Why are you guys attacking us? Stop. We're here to film you. This is part of the uh, we're filming Yeah, we're part of the film we're crew. Filming we're with the film crew. Ooh. Oh, okay. Uh, Kelly, make a make a roll. 
I got a one. <laughs> oh my god! All right, they continue forward to, uh, with uh, murder uh, in their uh, eyes. I pull out my phone and I start filming them. And I say, "See, see, I'm fil- I'm filming you. You have to do the next scene. We have to do the next scene now, guys. We already did this scene. We already did this scene. We got to do the next all scene." All right, all right. Okay, uh, the um, <laughs> the man in the trench coat like stops and is like, "Oh." <laughs> Oh my god. He's, and he starts speaking in Belgian like to the camera like you've you've definitely like uh you know stopped him in his tracks but the vampire still continues forward looking bloodthirsty. I've put a I drop a banana peel in front of him. <laughs> All right, make a roll. 13. He slips he slips on the banana peel and cra- and um you know cracks his head on on the ground uh, and does you know crosses his eyes and does you know like a Leslie Nielsen sort of like deadpan like take to it uh and it looks like um he may you know it may take just one more blow to shut this oh. vampire down That was great that Meanwhile, was great the uh, the Belgian man just continues to prattle in front of the can, and he seems to like want to like guide you uh, uh, down the chamber. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to go to the next room. We have to go to the next room. That's where the next scene is. I That's help, where the next scene is. I help Leslie. I help uh, Dracula up, Leslie up, and I say, "Come on, we gotta go. Quit fooling around." He, he says, "Okay, 13. let's go <laughs> to the blood bank." And as you help him up, he lurches for your neck. Oh no! I take off my cross. And I put my my cross on his forehead as he's attacking Kelly. Oh boy! All right, let's see what happens. Marty's signature cross <laughs> that he always wears. Mm, yeah. All right, you burn him, and he uh, he he lets go of Kelly, and now he seems to be in an extra weakened state. And just as you're wondering what to do, the uh, the man bites dog murderer just smacks him in the head with a hammer, and he like points, and he's like, "You film, you film." Yeah, I'm filming. I'm filming. He murders the uh, he murders the vampire, and then he uh, he um guides you and then he like gestures you over to the door perfect perfect oh yeah just open just open up just open up the door and we'll go on so you, the so next you follow him you follow him to the door and he he points at you marty with the camera and he like makes like a gesture like he wants you to like get closer get closer to the door like film film the handle closer, closer. i do i do i get a close-up of the door i keep a close eye on him while all this is going down so then so then as you're um <laughs> As you're uh, uh, focusing in on the door, all of a sudden you don't notice as he sort of like sneaks around the back of the two of you. Um, no, I'm sort keeping of like, an eye on him. Oh, oh, okay. Well, then on you the wo- murderer, not on Marty. I don't care. I don't care about Marty. <laughs> he's not gonna hurt me. Okay, he seems to be like eyeing you up then, and then he's like, uh, he he tries to guide you back the other way down the. The, the from no, the I gotta stay. This is the door. We gotta go through the door. I'm not going that way, Belgian man. What is? Let me analyze. How, does he have any weapons, or is it just one? Yeah, he's guy? holding a hammer. He walks up to to Marty and starts to try to grab the phone from Marty. I turn around. I kick him in the balls. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That was gonna be my next move. Uh. All right, you kick him in the balls, and then he uh, he flinches, but then he just returns with a with a a hammer strike upon you and smacks I go for you the across hammer. the face. Damn it! All right, um, make a roll. Make AC a roll to is, grab the hammer. My AC is twenty. My AC is twenty. <laughs> I got a nine. 
All right, you're you're grappled. Uh, uh, you, Kelly grabs for the hammer, and now he's he's like locked with with the the murderer trying to pry I the hammer from his hands. Stomp on his foot, and then I poke him in the eyes. <laughs> oh no! Oh my God! You stomp on his foot, and you feel the bones of his <laughs> medic tarsals <laughs> breaking, and then you fucking. <laughs> Feel your your uh, uh, fingers plunge into the soft tissue of his eyes, and he screams and shrieks in pain, and like staggers off down uh, uh, down the hallway back from where you came, and you see the door flip open. Oh, we, did it. we just had to kill them. <laughs> <laughs> One of those classic doors that doesn't open until you kill everyone in the room. Of uh, these are my favorite D and D puzzles: is is murder everything, and then you're allowed to move on. <laughs> oh, that's this is of course. How could we be so dumb? Okay, never mind. Go. You walk into the next chamber, and uh, you hear um, the sound of the the buzz of amps. And uh, somebody like tuning up a drum kit, Spinal and uh, you walk the next. <laughs> you immediately recognize in the chamber, uh, Spinal Tap in this huge. This is much larger than the other two chambers, and there are two stages uh, across from each other with a, a huge crowd in the middle of also uh, androids <laughs> and. Um, <laughs> On on the stage uh, uh, opposing them is a bunch of uh, instruments set up with nobody up there. I oh Kelly, I think we're supposed to battle the bands. These guys. Yep, I'm ready to drum off against them. First, I turn the volume down on all of their amps though before we go on stage to ten to, to ten, ten okay, so they yeah, don't to notice. 10, to ten, yes, Kelly's right. Yeah, so you try to walk up onto their stage. Let's roll for that. Oh shit! All right, they're like, oi. <laughs> <laughs> You must do it. It's you. Party, get your phone out quick. Your stage is over there, mate. Our amps are perfectly fine the way they sound, innit? All right. All right, we go We go over there. Kelly, you, who, what do you want I, to do? I need to put ear protection in first and foremost. Oh, same. Do you <laughs> have extra? Smart. Do you have extra for me? I don't know. Do I? Roll for it. <laughs> yeah, roll for it. Yeah, I got, I got okay, ear okay, protection. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to drum or do you want to play vo- do vocals? I'll do drums. Okay. I will. Yeah, I'll do drums. Those are the only two options. That um, seems like kind of a shitty band. I don't know band. what instruments I can play, so <laughs> I'm gonna do vocals. <laughs> I'll do drums. <laughs> All right. It's kind of it's a rap. <laughs> yeah, we'll do a rap. Uh, we'll do a rap. There you go. We'll do a rap. <laughs> Drop a beat. Okay. So, uh, yeah. What do you do? What do what What do you play? Um, I guess you're opening. Okay, what's our first, what song are we gonna play? Let's let's do, um, famous rap, famous raps. Go, just start naming famous raps. The uh, Gangsters Paradise, right? The Cupid Shuffle. Okay, I'll start with Gangsters Paradise. All right, I I, I rap Gangsters Paradise, and I'm just gonna roll for that. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. You do, I got an 18 on the drums. Oh, my God. So you, you do a pretty good showing of Gangster's Paradise, and people are like, wow, this band is very minimalist. We kind of like that. <laughs> it's very rhythm-oriented. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then uh, you, you finish up, and the the crowd gives you like a, a fair bit of uh, applause, but then they turn with glee to see uh, 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 Spinal Tap, and they're like, this one is called one of the songs from the movie. <laughs> Big Bottom. 
Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Immediately, five of the six strings on the guitar player's guitar just break. Plink, plonk, plonk, plonk. And uh, uh, the singer's um, microphone stand just snaps in half, and he like falls forward, like almost into the crowd. Um, but then they 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 manage to bring the the momentum back towards the end. They sort of sort of find their footing again. But then the crowd uh, we uh, seal the momentum away with rapper's delight. <laughs> Have you- Wait, Marty, do you want to play that or do you want to do the cha cha slide and get? Well, these I got this one. I got an idea for the third song. If we need a third song, I got an idea for the third song. Okay, okay. Well, right now this is song number two. Mm-hmm. So, so what rappers delight. delight. Okay, yeah. <laughs> all right, okay. Yeah. okay. Have you ever, we'll okay. give them the, we'll pull the, the, the Grateful Dead on them. Have you ever been over to a friend's house? 15. And the food just ain't that good? <laughs> yeah. So you, uh, uh, you, you hit him with uh, rapper's delight, but then all of a sudden, Marty, your mic just cuts out. Kelly, you're just, you're drumming to nothing. Uh, and it seems just like the crowd can't hear you. What, what do you do? I grab a mic and I start rapping. <laughs> <laughs> I grab, Rapping I grab drum. the other drums and I start <laughs> There's a third mic. Okay. <laughs> you finish out with your acapella version of no, no, rapper's I'm drumming. delight. I'm on the other drum set. I'm on the second drum oh, set. Oh, you switch. You switch. You switch positions and you finish out the song. Okay, hold on. This is for Marty playing drums. Oh my God! You pick it up as you you come in with a wonderful flourish and just pick it up Keith as though Moon, nothing had happened. It, it it just feels like this. It feels like a, a stunt thing planned. you just pulled. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd loves it, and you've defeated. And then all of a sudden, uh, <laughs> the the Spinal Tap androids explode, and, and all the other all the other uh, crowd androids just collapse into a pile of gears and buckets of rust, and the the door opens before you. Scotty, do we get an extra life like in Scott Pilgrim <laughs> versus the World? So th- this door is like a graded door, uh, and you see me just standing there, and I'm like, "Congratulations, guys! <laughs> we you did, did great! You did so good!" But unfortunately, <laughs> there's only room for one of you in my bunker. Oh no! You're gonna have to convince me. Oh god! <laughs> okay, <laughs> listen, Scott. We go back a long ways. We made a movie together, you know? And that kind of thing bonds a friendship more meaningful than anything you and Kelly have ever done together, you know? We're really bonded by that experience. And Scott, I eat less than Marty. Oh, fuck. Hold on. God Hold on. damn it. <laughs> All right, Kelly, color. Kelly, make your, make your charisma roll. <laughs> oh, it's a 12. Oh, can I make my charisma roll? <laughs> I, I just I just made it for okay. you, and let's see what happens. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's a good point, Kelly. But unfortunately, <laughs> I brought all I have to eat in here is strips of film. Marty, get in here. <laughs> I love to eat film. <laughs> yeah, you guys have fun with your cellulose shit. Whatever. No, it's no, called. Scott, hear me out. We can Let's eat turn Kelly. the celluloid into cellulite. I'm sorry. And then just as just as Marty enters the vault, Kelly, all you see is the atomic flash of the bomb and you're burned to a cinder. Oh, no. I see it through the walls like they do. <laughs> All right. Well, that was our that that game was called Scotty's Bunker. Thanks for playing. <laughs> Scotty's Bunker. Loved it. Loved it. Uh, 
Hey. Oh. Kelly. Marty. No, Marty. Hey, Kelly. Should we ask yeah. what that question we wanted to ask Marty? Yeah, I guess it's a good time. Now's as good as ever to ask him. All right. I'll just go um, ahead and ask. Marty, I actually, do you have a novelty? I, I'm busy. I'm going to have my assistant answer your question for you, though. Oh no! My, my Your assistance. She comes from. Uh, she comes from uh, 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 um, uh, Gotham City, and uh, she's oh. a former psychiatrist. Every fifth episode, he's got. I gotta do, do it. it. Uh, yeah, right. I, I got a novelty so- product for you. Not novelty song, a novelty product for this week's novelty product. Though we're once again taking a little visit to a tourist destination, a roadside attraction, a novelty gift shop, a cafe, and everything in between. That's right. We're going to take a trip to South Dakota to visit the memorable Wall Drug. But in particular, we're taking a look at the road signs of Wall Drug. And I just sent one to you guys in the chat. Wall Drug is a tourist shop located in Wall, South Dakota, right next door to the Badlands National Park right off of I-90. The store is really a collection of shops mostly aimed at like cowboy-themed stores. They have like an old-school shoe store and all these other gift shops that are pretty much exclusively sell products that say Wall Drug printed on them. Uh, there's also a great cafe inside the shop that famously sells five-cent coffee, which is quite good coffee, I will say. It's good coffee for five cents and just good coffee in general. Uh, Wall Drug is also featured in the Best Picture-nominated No Man Land this year. Fun fact. The best way to describe Wall Drug that I've ever seen is a fun quote from travel author Bill Bryson, who wrote the 1989 book The Lost Continent, and he's referring to Wall Drug. He says, It's an awful place, one of the world's worst tourist traps, but I loved it, and I won't have a word said against it. Which is exactly how I feel about the place. It is a horrible tourist trap, but it rules... Uh, there's not much to this place besides just like selling stuff that has their own name on it and they have a big dinosaur in the backyard. But we're talking about the road signs. Anyone who's driven on I-90 in South Dakota knows about the wall drug signs. Basically, every five miles or so, you'll see a sign that promotes how far away you are from wall drug or some aspect of the store. Uh, the idea for these road signs dates back to 1936 when owners Dorothy and Ted Husted were looking for ways to establish wall drug as a successful store. Their first idea was to start placing road signs on the nearby Highway 16, asking folks on the road if they could put up these custom signs saying how far they had to get to get to Wall Drug. Eventually, these signs started popping up around the world, showing up in Morocco, Amsterdam, and London, all proclaiming how far to go to get to Wall Drug. Famously, in London, they put signs in the London Underground and informed people looking at the sign that if they wrote to Waldrug, they'd send them back like free pamphlets about the store. They claim that they received 12 to 20 letters a day from doing this promotional thing. Uh, so today you'll see all these kind of signs and they're all hand painted signs. They hand painted all these signs, put them all around. There's probably like, I don't even know, hundreds of these signs on I-90 and in other highways that kind of head towards this spot in South Dakota. Uh, they're all great. They all have very unique visual style. Um, I love them all. Uh, I, the one I shared, I think I shared one to you guys. Did I share this one to you guys or not? There's one that, yes, the one that says do lunch or be lunch with a dinosaur on it is a sign that if I was rich, I would buy that sign and put it in my house. I love that sign so much. It's kind of aggressive. That's, <laughs> they really want to sell you if lunch. If I don't eat lunch, a dinosaur is going to fucking eat me? Yeah, dude. Those fossils come to life. So that's the Waldrug signs. If you want more information, go to the Waldrug website. They have a lot of historical information about the store on that site. For this week's novelty quiz, though, I thought we'd take a gander back to another quiz that Scott once did. A little geography quiz. And this time, I'm going to give you 
a pair of famous U.S. tourist destinations, and you're going to tell me which one is closer to Wall Drug Store. Uh, we will alternate oh who goes God. first. Can I? Okay. Yeah. Will you accept this? May I, in Google Maps, just look up where Wall Drug is? I'm going to tell you it's... How about this? I'll tell you where it is. It's in the west... Just... Uh, it's in South Dakota? It's in the west part of South Dakota. So it's very close to the border of the west side of South Dakota. West central South Dakota. Like an hour from the border, roughly. Marty, that's perfect. Okay. Gentlemen, what is closer to Waldrug? I've got five of these for you. What is closer to Waldrug? How far away? Or you don't have to guess how far away it is. That's the theme of the, the thing because of the science. I will guess but. down to the inch. <laughs> <laughs> What's closer? The Grand Canyon or the Mall of America? Ooh-wee. I'll say... I'll say the mall. Kelly, which one do you think it is? I'll say the Grand Canyon, but I think it's the mall. It is the Mall of America. 514 miles versus 1,078. Kelly, you get to go first. What's closer, the Space Needle or the Statue of Liberty? Statue of Liberty. Space Needle. Scott gets it again. Space Needle is closer. I should have done three options for this, but now that I'm thinking about it. Just make one up. Uh, okay. Yellowstone National Park, um, Dubai, or... <laughs> it's always going to be... <laughs> I was going to say it's always going to be the third one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> or the world's largest ball of twine, which is in Kansas. Oh, frick. Ooh. Ooh. Yellowstone. Ooh. Okay, I'll say the twine. The twine has it. It is... The yeah, world's largest ball time. The world's largest ball time is 467 miles. Yellowstone, 481. The last one, the Space Needle, is 1187 miles. Statue of Liberty, 1647. Are we talking? Oh, are we? Are we going to do this A to B thing again, or is it like the road? How far of a drive it is? Because it's. I'm just. Yeah, I'm doing drive. I'm doing. I'm doing. Never I'm mind. doing straight miles. It's your quiz. I'm doing miles. Sorry, because remember. Part of this is we're talking about the road signs, so I'm doing road mile distance. There's a closure on Melrose. Can can we skip to the (laughs) fifth question that's worth 1,000 points, please? This fourth question is worth 400 points. (gasps) Oh, shit. (laughs) What's closer? Uh, Disneyland. um, uh, No, the Indian Ocean or Disney World. Disneyland, Indiana. I'm gonna say Disneyland. I'm gonna say Disneyland. Also, you both get 400 points. Disneyland is closer. Yes. Yay! Keeping it close. Wow. Keeping it real How close. How are we gonna spend these points? 1,382 miles for Disneyland versus 1,894 miles for Disney World. <clears throat> Indian Ocean. Who the fuck knows how far the way that is? Probably pretty far. Pretty far. What is closer? And this question is worth 401 points. Um, the house on the rock or the world's largest truck stop in Walcott, Iowa. Oh my God. Oh, Ooh, it's going to be close, but I'll say, I'll say the house on the damn rock. The world's largest truck stop. The house on the rock is 664 miles away. The world's largest truck stop, 706. The house on the rock is slightly closer, slightly closer. Scott wins the quiz, and that concludes. Go, you go to Waldrug. If you're going to Mount Rushmore, fuck Mount Rushmore. Go to Waldrug and the Badlands instead. You'll have a much better time. All right, weirdo. 
<laughs> what a good way to end. Yeah. <laughs> Pl- plugging like a tourist trap, just plugging a tourist oh, no. trap, and the, and then me just like calling you a weirdo. Yeah, I mean that's like every me... week. Yeah, eh, fair. <laughs> now usually I'll do it like at least try to be funny about it. Okay, be funny about it. Tell me I'm a weirdo in a funny way. All right, weirdo. <laughs> You're right. That was very funny. <laughs> Much, I thought it much was. funnier. Well, that's gonna do it for us this week. We close out. We close out April Fool's month next week, gentlemen. Last one. Oh my god, and it's gonna be fucking zany as shit. Kelly, what yeah. is our movie next week? <laughs> I'm gonna give the viewer a chance to name it. Viewer, do you know? Listener, do you <laughs> it's know? It's what like Dora the, next- the Explorer. <laughs> yeah, give him a little pause. <laughs> do, do you know, know what, what it is? The movie is? We'll see you next week, and you better have the no. answer. No, hold on, Kelly. What's the movie? You mean Dupree, of course. He, yeah! <laughs> we did it. Oh, he did it. We really appreciate it. But, but really, we're doing Captain Underpants. <laughs> but don't tell your mom about it. <laughs>